Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Real quick before we get started, we have a two quick announcements. Number one, a Jack and Jill shirt. These are my dogs and they're on our logo. They're super fun. Go check it out. Thanks, Bonfire, for making that design. This podcast was brought to you by Dragon Shield. Check out the affiliate link down below to help support the show. And... Let's get into the podcast. I'm not doing any editing to that. That's I'm just <laughs> Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, we actually got a couple different topics that we're going to talk about. And our first topic is actually multiple topics that we're going to combine into one topic. I'm excited about all of this for a couple of reasons. One, I love talking about magic stuff and multiple topics. Two, this time we're doing the podcast intro is going much better than last time. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> you should have seen the other <laughs> intro that we did. Maybe all that'll right. come at the end of the video. Let's get into it. All right. So actually, a majority of our topics today is from something that we got submitted by our patron, Joey Ahrens, who asked us a question, what commanders are you suspicious of in CEDH? This was a note that I had on my big list of podcast topics okay. that I keep, yeah. and uh, they took a scroll through it and saw this and had this question for us. Suspicious. Okay. So yeah. what are we defining as suspicious? So it's really like, what are we looking for in commanders to be qualified to be considered a CEDH deck. So when you see those aspects in other commanders, you're suspicious, you think those decks will be good, probably. Or suspicious that they might not be too good, either. If they don't have those if things. If they don't have these things, right? Understood. So we're really okay. looking to figure out what it takes for a deck and or a commander to be CEDH viable. And I feel like we've talked about that a little bit in the past, but maybe not completely fleshed out. It was like a brief topic that we talked about in the very first weekly podcast that we posted that was like my test editing podcast how did it go it, i thought it went pretty well but Good. the time will tell <laughs> all right uh okay but we haven't really talked about it in in full feature length no and not like a not like a full detail and he's got another note that we'll talk about later down the line but Part this B. is i think a good start is what what are we really looking for in a cedh commander should i go first or do you want to well i want to get something off my chest first because i i think it's important to have this out and said before we get into this okay. is that technically any commander can be CEDH viable. Oh yeah, sure. Like really, we should really establish what our CEDH mentality is before we even get into this. And that is that you're taking a commander and you're pushing it to its most optimal, most powerful play style and ability. Yeah, I agree. I think you can make any, yeah, like you said, you can make any commander into a CDH commander. It's kind of tricky because like the idea of CDH is everything is optimized. You're playing everything because you think it's good. There are some legendaries that are just strictly worse than others that are just no good. You can still make a CDH deck out of that commander and it could probably still win a decent amount of games. The 99 and the player ability and luck are very important, probably much more so than what the commander is. And we'll get into that yeah. as the podcast continues too. Okay. But I definitely agree with you there too. Is that like, again, any commander can be there. I think what matters more, as you said, is your mindset and that you're trying to win the game. You're not trying to do interactions or they're cute because it's fun for the table. Maybe sometimes you are, but, <laughs> but, uh, but the 
your prerogative is to win the game and not to interact and make sure that everyone, quote unquote, does their thing. You're trying to do things that are actively putting you ahead to the finish line. Right. Yeah. It's kind of tricky because I feel like the definition of CDH has kind of wavered. When I started playing originally, it was you're playing to win. Like that was why we named the show this because like that was the main goal. If you weren't doing that, it wasn't CDH, people would say. Whereas now I feel like the dynamic and conversation has shifted where like you can still be playing CDH and pet cards. Like that is an option. You can throw in one or two cards that aren't optimal, but for you, you really like them. So you feel they play well for you. That can like totally be okay in CDH, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things that once you get to know, you know when you see. Right. You know, that's kind of what CEDH is. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It's it's a it's a feeling thing. And I think we could yeah. talk about like specific things that I look for in a CDH deck, but today we're specifically talking about the commander, not what we're looking for in the deck, right? Well, we know. I mean, that's also part of the conversation, too. The 99 is also a part of the conversation as well. I'm just starting with the commanders because you got to start somewhere. Let's start with the commanders then. Yeah, so there's really five things that I typically look for in a, in a commander. And again, like like we said, any of the any commander can get wins in a CEDH game, but the ones that are going to be the best have at least one of the five things that we're looking for. These are the things that Cameron and Dylan, as human beings, look for in CEDH commanders. These Correct. aren't what is required for a CEDH commander. This is what we this is what i'm playing if this I'm is playing what a CDH ideally i would like to see right this is what if i'm playing a cdh commander it's got some number of these five yes. things and cameron the same and these aspects that we're looking for are card advantage mana advantage it's a combo piece removal or it provides beat down right a haymaker something huge that wins the game via attacking or just existing exactly yeah and all these are very important they vary greatly in terms of which one i would rather have over yeah. others um but really any combination of a multiple of these things together is very important should we just talk about each one of these in a row yeah. what we're looking for so card advantage we're looking that i want to draw cards mainly card yeah. advantage can be used in other ways but for me the main reason the main thing that i'm looking for out of card advantage is i want to draw the cards i want to have the options in my hand because i want to be playing blue spells that's why i want to be drawing the cards specifically yeah. as my advantage that's kind of a whole nother thing but getting cards into your hand you're already at a disadvantage in cdh in commander there's already three other players so you're no matter what your opponents have 21 cards when you have seven so drawing is so much more important in this format than i think in any other format like no matter what the deck is any deck could use card draw if you're a combo deck a mid-range deck an aggro deck a control deck all of them in CDH want card draw. In other formats, that might not be true. It's literally the most powerful thing that you can do in Commander, I think, is drawing cards. So having it in your command zone and having access to an engine that can get you more cards every single freaking game is super duper important and is the top thing that I'm looking for yeah. in a CEDH Commander. An engine is, I'm glad you said that, not like one instance of drawing a card. No, uh, not like e when it draws a card at ETBs. No, yeah. you said that a little backwards, but I understand what you're <laughs> Like yeah. Omnath is the perfect example. Sands yes. Black Omnath, when it enters, draw a card. To me, that's not advantage. No. I want something like Rhystic Study. I want something that says, whenever an opponent does XYZ, yes. whenever I do XYZ, when I want a, a, a source that, like Thrasios, that I can dump more mana into, like Timna, that I can get extra cards every single turn. Nimrus, whenever I do something, I can get a card from Boom. the top of my deck. And I think that it's important to distinguish also the difference between draw a card versus like a commander that lets you loot or like a commander that that lets you exile the top card of your library and only get it until end of turn. While it's still good, like, if you can keep the card in your hand so that 
people don't have knowledge for what's coming and you have the opportunity to time it when you need it instead of when it's available to you is also an advantage that you have that you should take if you can. Interesting. So like, yeah, like being able to time it yourself, being able to control when you're using yeah. the cards and gaining the cards, you're saying that's more important than kind of anything yeah. else. Like, like I'll take Ob Nixilis Captive Kingpin because it will still get card advantage, but if there's a version that they print later that has a draw card effect on it instead, maybe that's something that I'd rather do instead. So here's a comparison between Obnixilis. It draws cards mainly based on what its opponent does. You could also play something like Rograk and Tevish, which is Rakdos Ooh. that has card advantage in the command zone as well, repeatable card advantage, but you control it rather than the Obnixilis, which is kind of not controlled by you. That's also a which, good point. Which do you prefer here? Oh, that's a great question. It's, uh, it's kind of tricky because recency biased, Obnixilis is, is just printed and it's doing a lot of cool things. But it might also be dependent on what you're trying to do with your deck and your play style. Because I think if yeah. you want to go faster, Rog Tevish is what you want to do. But if you want to be a little bit slower and more controlling and actually take advantage of the advantage that you have in the command zone, I'd rather go with Obnixilis, I think. That makes sense. I mean, if you're basing your card advantage based on your opponents, you want the game to go longer because the longer the game goes, the more stuff your opponent opponents do which yeah. means the more card advantage that you get well said whereas if you're being aggressive you want to be in control of the card advantage because you need it immediately i want it on turn one or two i don't want it on turn six i don't care about it on turn four i need that card advantage on turn one turn two so that's where you go wrong yes okay. yes i really like that yeah I feel like that sums up but what we're looking for in card advantage as a commander. We, yeah. we didn't really talk about specific commanders that we're looking for to do this. I mentioned briefly things like Timna, things like yeah. Thrasios, things like Obnixilis is a new one. Chrome is, of course, a very popular a very one. very classic one. Um, cards like Tivit. We should talk Tivit a lot because it's six mana, but Tivit well, does give you clues well, which do draw you cards. Tivit does four of the things on the yeah. list, actually, which is part of the reason why it's so good. Yeah. We're going to talk about Tivit a lot in this but, podcast, yeah, exactly. actually. Yeah, Tivit draws you cards, which the clues that it makes. Yep. It makes you mana, which the treasures that it makes which is why it's really more of a four mana commander than a six mana commander kind of because you're almost always getting those two treasures right away right it's also a combo piece with time sieve which is another box and it's also kind of a haymaker it's got ward three it's a big flying attacking creature kills it's your gonna opponents. win games by attacking definitely yeah so yeah. it's also kind of a haymaker the only thing that it doesn't do is removal and in my opinion removal is kind of the lowest thing out of those five on what i'm looking for in a commander honestly i'm at a point now where the next one on our list is mana advantage. So I think this is a really good transition into this, where sometimes I think this is actually the worst one on the list. Yeah. But I think it depends on the kind of mana advantage that you're getting. Because there's a difference between getting mana from a commander like, um, I was about to say Zur, but I meant to say Urza. Urza. That just has like so much mana stapled onto it based on how you build your deck and like what all that deck is capable of and the amount of zero mana rocks that are in the deck because of things like Ashnod's Altar right. and stuff like that. That's not the card I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Tormod's Crypt, yeah. and for some reason I said Ashnod's Altar. I feel like they maybe like in the lore do similar things. Lore? I said lure? Lore? Something like that. <laughs> Let's get it back on track. All right, here we go. <laughs> mana Advantage. Yes. I think that oftentimes Mana Advantage really only works when it's paired with another one of these things. Yes. So with commanders like Thrasios, they're good because they kind of give you that Mana Advantage, but they also can give you the card draw. With cards like Tivit, they kind of give you that Mana Advantage. They give you the treasures, but they also give you a bunch of other things. Cards like Kinnon. They, they, Kinnon gives you that Mana Advantage, 
but it also puts stuff right into play from your deck. It gives you card advantage too. Winota, same thing. It's saving you mana advantage by putting the things right into play, but it's also finding those things. It's that card advantage. It's card too. advantage so, too. Yeah. Something like Arden that is only mana advantage and doesn't really give you any other kind of advantage. That's something that I'm not as into. Where like you need to then rely on like you have to be playing Crown so that you get some other kind of advantage from your command zone. Right. That's where I don't like the mana advantage as much. Yeah, and I feel like mana advantage and removal and haymaker even all kind of fall in this category where like you can have one of these things but you still need the man advantage or combo piece yeah there's something else has it, to right otherwise partner with it exactly because it's just the best decks have multiple things like the best deck besides tim necrom which is like probably the best deck in the format that only has card advantage it's in the two format. forms of card advantage that are the best forms of it's card advantage which enough, is yeah. enough it's yeah. got enough card advantage that it doesn't need any of the other shit but i would say for most other commanders you need multiple of these things for them yeah. to be what i'm looking for yeah combo piece is the next one here too i would also consider commanders that tutor under this category oh, sure. too as a combo piece kind yeah of. like magda kind of acts as like a combo yeah. piece for that reason and too and advantage. it has and both it's it's got so much yeah goes both ways it goes both ways. I was here last week. It goes both ways. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that the line? No, I, no, I was here yesterday. Was it here goes yesterday. both ways. <laughs> Rograk is another one that weirdly provides man advantage. I mean, maybe not weirdly. It's well known that what Rograk does is enable a whole bunch of free shit. That's man advantage. That one is kind of all that Rograk does, which is, again, kind of strange because Rograk is one of the best decks in the format. So, like I said, this is not what's required to be a CDH deck. These are just what we need to play a CDH deck. Stereotypically, right. this is what you're looking for in a CEDH deck. But Rograk has something. It has so much mana advantage. It has so much speed, and it's in such good colors that it's still good. Like It can it, it has sacrifice it. card advantage and combo piece and removal and haymaker because of speed right because it's just the fastest deck yeah. in the format but i don't consider speed to be a full category for a commander because there's not a lot of commanders that can do what rograk can do only one. Oh, there's only, only one. one deck can be the fastest deck in my opinion oh any, yeah any deck that's the second fastest why what's the point of <laughs> right. having that bumper sticker if, i'm the second fastest right if you're not gonna be the fastest you have to go in my opinion if i'm not playing the fastest deck i want to play a deck that can control i want to yeah. play a deck that can beat the fastest you deck. might as well be the slowest deck, right like or like a middle of the pack deck like a deck that has more power like if you're going to sacrifice even a touch of speed you have to fill your deck with power i think because there's just no point of being like the second fastest i think no i totally agree because you will definitely come at a time where you go up against the first fastest and if you don't have a plan against the faster deck then I, I totally agree what are you gonna do the reason that the second deck who goes for the win wins isn't because they're the second fastest it's because yeah. the other decks were strong enough to stop the fastest deck and they yeah. were when they so you have to put strong cards to stop that fast deck so getting back to combo pieces would you consider Rograk a combo piece technically Hmm. Not it doesn't really. really combo with anything. I don't think it combos. It with combos anything. with. It just makes diabolic intent. It just, I guess, kind of. It just makes like a lot of the cards in your deck much better. It makes, much faster. It makes the cards in your deck good. Is yeah, really mana what advantage. It, is. Yeah. it gives you just just enough mana advantage. That's really all that it is. But yeah, a, a combo piece is very important because that's what's going to win you the game. And always having access to your combo piece from it being in the command zone just makes it super easy. We're playing singleton. We're playing ninety nine cards. It's hard to find one card out of that ninety nine. There's a very small chance one in 99 that you're gonna find it so if you have already one of your pieces in the command zone it makes it so much easier to win cards like Najila, cards like tivit that only need one other card just need that derevi just need that time sieve these cards are ones that can really 
win the game quickly because you always have access to you're it. not wasting all these resources and all of your time trying to assemble things and hope that they stay in play and then pass the turn and shit yeah like you're just able to win the game super efficiently which is really nice windows windows yes commanders that are combo pieces they allow you to find your window much easier because you can kind of go for it sort of whenever you want a lot of the time that's not yeah. obviously that's not always true but if you have access to half that piece right there it makes it much easier to find the window yeah, it's just more more windows is yeah. all that it is e exactly yeah. windows 95 i would say i would say windows 95 or 96 not 97 you're right not 97 yeah that's no good uh removal <laughs> is another category <laughs> is that really 97 if that's right that's so funny wait what what is? windows 97 is it called vista no, didn't Vista come out until like the 2000s or something? Oh, I don't know. That would be that really funny more... if like you knew that 97 was the year Vista came out and Man, you're like, Vista. What year did Vista come out? <laughs> oh, no, 2006. Way off. Yeah, way off. Okay. Uh, removal is another option you can have in your command zone. Jessica is normally the card that I think of with this because it's really like one of the better removal options that you have. To me, it seems Jessica or Armix are the only ones that I really see. Toxril. Um, Toxril is another one. And um, Marath? The Naya one. Marath, yeah, because Marath can, like, ping off little things. This one is only really good if it's, again, combined with the other ones. The reason that Jessica is good is because she's also a combo outlet. The unfortunate part is she's, like, the third piece of a combo outlet, so she's not quite as as efficient as some of the Najeeos Yeah, you need, tibets. like, other combos so that she she's an outlet is really what it is. And I've been playing her with Timna a lot recently. I actually just took that deck apart. Um, but with Timna, you also get the insane card advantage of Timna, so it allows you to have kind of a more well-rounded commander package. Yeah. That being said, I think uh, removal is kind of low. Uh, a lot of times you'll be expected by other players to answer and remove things. You're kind of, you'll be forced to. You'll have to get rid of something because it's a win condition or something like that. So it, it reduces your windows in a way, in a way that it's kind of strange because you have to do things that you don't necessarily want to, which is not where you want to be in deck. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like it really, it limits your options because other of other players' expectations. Right, yeah, exactly. Sometimes there's a win on the table and you have the removal there, so you have to waste your turn to do it when this player after you maybe you know they have a swords to plasher or you think yeah. that they could but you don't even get a chance to because you kind of have to or you're, you might so be it puts you in situations where it's like okay well do i leave my commander up or because do i know someone else has something do i like use my mana on like a on something else so that i don't have it up anymore right and then sometimes you'll like lose games that were like your fault because like you had the you know removal spell yeah, but you, why you didn't, didn't anyone else it. draw removal right exactly they don't have it in their command it's zone their that's fault. why yeah, yeah. <laughs> blame their removal. fault for not having it in the command zone why do you even have removal in the command zone if that's the case then it's so stupid yeah um but then the beatdown is the final thing that we're looking for like a haymaker something that's going to be able to win the game via damage yeah and this one i feel like is the least used no um, this is definitely important if you are playing a stacks deck and that's for the most part it like in a lot of more mid-rangey decks like it's kind of nice like a traxa like it's kind of nice that they can also win the game by hitting someone for three turns in a row and then do that for two other players but that's not like gonna be uh, that's not a good way to win the game so it's more just like an incidental thing that you can do yeah cards like Najila are ones that i consider haymakers too because Najila for just three mana you're going to amass a board that's going to overtake the table in like less than 10 turns like you're going to be able to kill everyone um 10 turns obviously a lot and i think there's, there's definitely a math equation that maybe we can rip off of the Najila primer that explains how long it'll take you to kill a table either way um, Najila is a great version of this. Najila is one of the best decks in the format, but there are, are not a ton of other options. Tivit a no. little bit we talked about. Yeah, really any of the new, like, huge CMC, large flying commanders are going to be on this list too. Um, also, like, uh, Kamal 
you know, there's a lot of like stack stacks that are looking for this. Jetmir is another thing that is like more beat down in the command zone. Corvold can get pretty huge. Yes, Ishai like, can get pretty huge. Uh, yes, exactly. Which is again something that worked well for Jessica Ishai was that it had removal, combo piece, and beat down. The three things that you want the least in commanders. <laughs> you you want a lot with that game, right? I did, I won a decent amount off <laughs> surprise, and then people caught on to what I was doing, and then yeah. I stopped winning the game. And I played it in a tournament, and that's not a tournament deck for me. I yeah. can't do well in tournaments with that deck. <laughs> Just everyone knew what you were doing. They had the removal. Hey, it's the Jessica Ishai guy. I know exactly what you're up to. Yeah. <laughs> That's not helpful whatsoever. You need any advantage you can get. Me too. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start choosing the deck I play for tournaments the night before. Yeah, That's going to be me now. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right, yeah. So like we said, there's a lot of commanders. Well, we want commanders that have a, a lot of these things. I think we talked about a lot of the commanders that have a lot of these things. We talked about card advantage. Yes. We talked about mana advantage. Yes. We talked about combo potential. Yes. We talked about haymaker ability. Yes. We talked about removal. Yes. The These are basically the five things. They're basically the five things. What yeah. other things could a commander have? I mean, some commanders like get big, some commanders um what else did commander do now i mean i feel like largeness is yeah i mean that's kind of the haymaker that's thing, the though. haymaker I, yeah. thing yeah so like the only other thing that a, that a commanders will typically do is like cute interactions that synergize with weird cards in commander and this is where we start to get on the okay well you can win games spectrum but it's going to be a lot harder to win games because the more that you have to dilute your deck to make your commander good the less good your commander is going to be like unless it's diluting the deck so that your commander can be card advantage like i'm thinking yuriko for example like yuriko's a, a blue black deck that dilutes itself by playing a bunch of ninjas to allow yuriko to be card advantage and the beat down at the same time but it's because it can do those two things that make it work really well the problems start to arise when you have six mana commanders that say you need to play this creature type in your deck and they all get a bonus like first strike or something like that like those types of effects from the command zone really are gonna make it a lot tougher for you to win yeah the rate on those abilities has to be very high things yeah. like Jetmir get away with stuff like that that just give your creature stats because it adds up very quickly and Jetmir's rate is very good it's hard to beat a four mana creature that does what Jetmir does so anything that does it a little bit worse why not just play Jetmir is going to be the conclusion you'll eventually come to if you're building for CDH yeah it's really nice to have these stepping stones as you're getting into CEDH I think that's usually a lot of people's first question as after they play EDH and when I get into CEDHs, well, can I just take my EDH commander and pump it up to a 10? Yes, you can. Sure you can you totally can. do that. Yeah. yeah. Go get yourself a Mox Diamond and a Mana Crypt and all these other, you know, fast mana cards. Shove them in there and, you know, focus your game plan instead of playing around your commander, around winning the game efficiently in various combos that you might not have played before. And yeah, you can totally do that. What'll probably happen though is as you do that, if you're honest with yourself, eventually you'll probably say, Oh, I I should just build another commander instead of my pet commander yeah. because it's better to do that. And even if you don't want to do that, I think it's perfectly fine to say, nah, fuck it. My pet commander is close enough to another good CDH deck that I'm gonna make it like that, but have my own couple tweaks. I mean, we do stuff like that with new commanders from new sets all the time, where we take a commander that we know is not really very good, but you can play it in the shell of its color combination, swap out six cards for six cards that work kind of well with the commander and call it a day and that can be a great cdh deck a lot you're of not times. gonna win every single game but you already only had a 25 percent chance of winning the game so you can you can definitely get away with it yeah, yeah I, I definitely think so too you can definitely win games with any commander like we've said from the beginning of this episode it doesn't matter what the commander does even if it's a four mana vanilla creature you can win games because the 99 is often more important and so is player skill and so is luck yeah well that's a great transition into what we're going to talk about now 
next because Joey had an additional note attached to his topic here. Part B, let's do it. So Joey says, there have been a lot of really good cards printed and I feel like it's made of decks that couldn't compete in CEDH now have a fighting chance, like the one ring. Therefore, the meta has changed so much from just last year that it's hard to say what semi-decent commander isn't CEDH viable because with the right tune and pilot, any deck can win tournaments like we were just saying. It's why Liberator and Magda won their debut tournaments because no one knew how strong they were, and oftentimes that's what will win you the game, having a niche strategy so people don't know when to interact. Sorry about the typo. My phone was being weird. <laughs> yeah, I was just going <laughs> to ask you, what was that first part <laughs> yeah. supposed to say? <laughs> yeah. What was the first sentence supposed to say? Something, something. I feel like it's made a lot of good decks that haven't been able to compete able to compete now. Okay, I yeah. understand. I understand. Uh, I think that his example of the one ring is like the perfect example of a card that just goes in now every single deck as like the one of the best card advantage engines that they can have in the deck. A super easy thing to get into play on turn one and turn two and is just constantly going to have value from the cast trigger, from tapping it all the time like the one ring is the perfect example here we were talking about before that controlling your card advantage can often be better than when your opponents get to do it because when your opponents get to do it you push you into late game the ring is kind of nice because it does pace itself out but it lets you kind of control when you get those cards you can draw at instant speed you can tap at instant speed um so i kind of like that extra flexibility of the ring that gives you control over when you can grab those cards yeah i definitely agree and i think that that leads us into that question say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy core Corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is the 99 actually more important than what's in your command zone? Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a hard question to, to answer, honestly. I would think that normally it is because those are the cards that you're playing with most of the time. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's more cards. There's 99 cards is more than two. The commander is so important because it's in your opening hand. You always have access yeah. to it. So it's crucial to pick a good one that you always have access to. But if the other cards in your deck are total trash, your commander is never going to win the game. Yeah, if what's played, the point of playing Tim Nekrom if you're playing all like nine mana cards that you're never going to be able to cast? Exactly. If I play Rograk Silas and I'm not playing a good Grixis deck, that deck is not going to win any tournaments. But if I play an incredible Grixis deck with nobody as the commander, I can still win games for sure. Yeah. And in those cases, like, I feel like Grixis is, like, the perfect example of who gives a shit what your it commander does. It doesn't matter what the commander is. Yeah, <laughs> you can just play ad nauseum and ramp into, you know, peer into the abyss and then win the game really quickly after that. Exactly. You're in Thassa's Oracle. You're in Underworld Breach. You can do those things without a commander. There's enough fast cards that get yeah. you there quickly. The commander just offers an additional boost. It would, of course, be helpful to have Rock, Rock, and Silas, but... If, if you put those two decks against each other, the deck with a good 99 and no commanders and a deck with broken commanders and a shitty deck, the 99 good deck, that deck's going to win like 
99 times probably 99 out of the 100 <laughs> times yeah. yeah and the more cards like drenith magistrate that we start to see the more we need to start relying on things other than our commander to draw us cards and to win the game honestly yeah the reason that blue farm is so good is because you don't really need your commanders to win the game if there's a drenith out who fucking cares like they're just go. gravy they're they, they exactly. help you they help you win the game but they're not necessary they're not necessary yeah like i 100 agree with you so the more that you're leaning on your commander the more susceptible you are going to be to those kind of stacks pieces and the more commander products that we get we just keep flipping coins to see if we're going to get more commander hate so yeah that's true eventually we're going to get another dranith magistrate effect or something like that that'll do something similar for sure right like something what i love about dranith is that you know it's not necessarily intended to hit commanders but it's definitely something that they had in mind when they were making the car right and now knowing that like oh it's very strong like i wonder if that'll make them use this effect more or less seeing dranith magistrate out in the wild which is interesting because i feel like the casual side of the format doesn't like this kind of effect because again it's the uh, it's preventing me from doing my thing kind of thing 100 percent. yeah i would never play drenith in a casual deck no i wouldn't either yeah not what i'm not what i'm I'm not saying you shouldn't play drenith in your casual deck if you want to fucking do that do that but yeah but for me absolutely not but for cdh i love this effect i want to play on turn one like most times yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah, for cdh this effect is incredible yeah so like part of me wants to see more of this for cedh but i'm also a selfish asshole so i think maybe that's why right and i i feel like they know that the community doesn't love dranith magistrate i mean the vocal community that i've seen has not been a super big fan of that card in regular commander which is fair um so i don't know that they're gonna print more of that effect nonetheless it is always going to be more powerful to not have to 100 rely on your commander exactly so at least having options outside of your commander i think is really important so i think that does end up making your 99 end up being more powerful than what's in your command zone and that is what's going to matter more for that reason truthfully i think the real thing that's going to win you the most games is player skill like yeah like really. that's a big part of it yeah you just, being a good pilot you is being the a most good pilot and thing 100 yeah. like that's like a, a good pilot with a shitty 99 and a new pilot with a, a great 99 the good pilot's going to win not all of those times but like a good chunk of them ma- magic has a ton of variance There's built into it so ton of variance but still good being a good player knowing your deck inside and out knowing what your tutors can go for knowing what board states you can win the game from knowing what board states other players can win the game from being a good politicker which is something that is not yeah. a skill in any other magic the gathering format those are all things that'll help your win probably more than even your commander yeah most definitely you can you can sit there and think about what you're gonna do to counter the meta all you want for a tournament but if you're gonna go and you're gonna play like trash it does not matter doesn't what matter. your deck is <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly to bring this back to the other thing that joey had noted too with like liberator and magda winning their debut tournaments because nobody knows how strong they are this leads me to ask another question how do you deal with decks that you don't know anything about yeah experience and um i don't know like it's truly an advantage like having information in magic is always an advantage so when you know a very what, important advantage exactly yeah. so if you know what your deck does and your opponents don't know what your deck does you have advantage right out the gate the best way to combat that is to play magic for 20 years yeah. until you recognize the patterns really well like that's yeah. like not 20 years but you just have to play a lot of magic i think get tutoring from people who are better than you try to imitate the people who are better than you watch other magic players being like that's the only way that you're going to get better and figure out how to combat stuff like decks that you've never seen before yeah. like eventually you'll just know artifacts can do this and tutoring he's in mono red so what are the options you can find you know what i mean you'll be yeah. able to 
get an idea of what the player is going for without ever seeing it. But yeah, that's you're hard. right. If you can look for the things that every single deck does and every single player needs to do to win the game, and if you can find where the player is in that process, then I think, again, you don't need to know what the commander does and what's going on in the deck. You can just hit them where it hurts with if you can time some kind of interaction correctly there. Where it gets dangerous is when you know you overcompensate for how much you don't know about the deck and just target it too quickly and too soon versus just kind of letting it go and then it does its thing and then it's too late instead. Right. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. It's hard. In my experience, the only way to know that is with experience. You just have to try to play all the decks and just know that, okay, if you play against a new deck, there may be a higher chance yeah. you lose that deck because you haven't seen it before. Take that loss and try to get it the next time. Yeah, sometimes I'm like I'm, I'm much more okay with those losses and taking those losses if I don't know what the deck is doing because that's how I'm going to learn about it yeah, then too. Exactly. That's the only way you learn and get better is by losing a lot. At least yeah. in my experience, the only way to succeed is to fail a whole bunch. Yeah. The only way to get better at magic is to lose a whole bunch of games. Eventually you'll see yeah. the patterns and then you and go, avoid them. Oh, okay. Well maybe I should counter that spell this time. Or maybe I should have cast silence a couple spells ago. Right. Because then all this couldn't happen, right? There's a lot of those are the niche times that I mean. I don't necessarily mean like, oh, hey, I'm not too familiar with Magda, but I know that there's five treasures. I'm going to fucking kill. Yeah, fucking kill Magda <laughs> when it comes up and you need to. But You're just trying to get people to stop killing Magda. I, I stop killing Magda so much. <laughs> oh, man, it's tough. It's tough having a one toughness commander right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In an Orcish Bowmaster world, it gets even harder. Just, yeah. I've seen that card in like almost every deck I played, I feel like. At this point, Orcish Bowmaster I now? See it all yeah. the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get away from it. It's going to come up in like every single game. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, that's basically what I have to talk about for what were the decks that we're suspicious of, for okay. lack of a better term. Really, to summarize it, we're not really suspicious of any deck. If something is sitting in front of me as a CEDH deck, I'm going to take it very seriously and I'm going to play against it, expecting that it's going to be able to come at me with the full force of a CEDH commander. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the only thing that you can do. Uh, I'm, you're biased is going to win and sometimes when you've seen a deck win 100 times you've never seen another deck before you're going to want to lean more towards to try to stop that deck that you've seen 100 times before I would always just take a second look at the deck that you haven't seen before and try to think okay what are they trying to do are they playing with cards that are close to other cards use your experience as a magic player to try to uh, evaluate them a little bit also um, ask questions like if, if questions. you have two other opponents that also want that player to lose so if they know something that you don't know that might be helpful information to help you decide what to do too 100% yeah absolutely Cool. So uh, I know we were talking the other day, Dylan. You just completely revamped your entire CDH deck lineup. I did. Yeah, no one was suspicious of my deck, so I had to change it all, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, I just was curious about the decks that you put together, but I kind of wanted to talk about why you took everything apart that you did. Yes. Okay. So I had Tim Jessica together, I had Thrasios. Uh, Dargo together and I had Atraxa together as my like main three decks for the past three, four months, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, your quarterly rotation. Exactly. I rotate my decks kind of like once a quarter, once every three to four to five months somewhere in that ballpark unless I really like the deck. But more often than not, I really never stick to a deck in CDH. For some reason, that's just not how I play the format. I think because of what we do, I want to play as many decks as possible. So I'm always switching. I want to know what all the decks do. In other formats, I'm much more I'm lock-in type of player, but yeah. CDH is a little different. Why I took the decks apart. Timna, Jessica, great deck. I was playing Hoarding Broodlord line, no ad nauseum. 
Um, that was probably wrong. Probably should play ad nauseum to be honest with you. But the main issue that I have with Mardu strategies is you just, I feel like I could never protect a win. It was so yeah. easy for other players to stop me. That's funny considering that you still like silence and ranger captain in there yeah, too, but, it, but it it's make, not enough. It makes your combos an extra piece. Um, it yeah. just felt like they would counter the silence or they would, you know what I mean? They would have counters for both. Everyone's very suspicious of Mardu because I think it has the most raw power of any of the color combinations. Well, we kind of made this whole summer Mardu summer, which <laughs> I think also didn't help right yeah uh so it's just it feels to me like it's too easy to interact with my opponents yeah. blink and i'm out of the game um it's happened a lot the deck can be powerful i'm not saying don't play the deck for me i was just getting i don't want to say frustrated but just kind of like i'm sick of playing underworld breach and draw spells without a fast circle it just feels like i should really like it would just be so much easier if i had that yeah. that's really what those mardu decks are missing is that's yeah, exactly. that's really what would make them excellent so i switched from timnit jessica to Rograx silas i'm sick of playing bad oh, decks that's Oracle, okay. Exactly. Like, I want to play good decks in this new lineup. I'm playing all, not all Thoracle decks, but I'm playing all decks that are among, like, the top 10 decks in the format, I think. Whereas, in decks past, in the past, like, year or so, I've been really dipping more into fringe decks, and uh, I want to get back to the light. I want to play some powerful cards. So, yeah. I'm playing Rograx Silas. I'm playing Brian's Cooks list. I'm just going to play his exact just list. Just his exact 99. Uh, I just, or 98. 98, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the deck is still great. It has a lot of options. It has a surprising amount of draw, a surprising amount of grind, even though it's yeah. as, like, as fast as it is a lot of wheels still on narset no narset right no now, narset um, now. Okay. from what i saw but i could definitely be persuaded to swap one card for narset i think narset's super good right now yeah i would i would agree but yeah so i'm really excited to play that in vegas these are the decks that i'm going to be bringing to las vegas which we're going to coming up super excited about or uh we might actually be there now we are there right now is that so i think we are oh interesting hello vegas hello we're here. from vegas here we are uh next one i took apart <laughs> next one i took apart was Atraxa. Atraxa 7 You've mana. You've been talking about taking this one apart for so long. Every time I play Atraxa, I say I want to take it apart right afterwards. So how many times did you end up casting Atraxa? Less than 10. Less than 5 probably. I, it just seemed like it was always there was a Dranith Magistrate out before I could get it out. There was a Collector Roof before I could use my rocks. I just, it took me, 4 pips is just like so many pips. It felt impossible to cast. Tons of other people are having tons of success with this deck. I just could not find it. Um, there was a couple times where I got to Displace Your Kid in the Atraxa. That felt pretty good i've gotten to do I'll go off with food chain which i always love doing but it just felt it feels like it's on hard mode for me just like having to go for my seven mana commander just felt too difficult it felt like there's other options so i switched to tivet i'm on tivet a deck that i've said i okay. have hated for a long time yeah cut a color to play this deck we've been shitting on for a long I time i don't hate tivet i was just kind of confused as to why it was doing as well as it is i kind of understand a little bit better now it checks off four of the five boxes we're looking for in commanders it doesn't do any of them particularly excellently but it does all of them enough and i think what you said a couple podcasts ago about how it kind of forces you to play a little slower and forces you to kind of counter someone else and win second i think i've been thinking about that a lot since you said that on the podcast, and I, I think that's spot on about Tivit. Exactly, yeah. It just, like, helps you play the game the way that you're, like, supposed to, to win games, CEDH, I think. It helps yeah. you win CEDH games specifically really well. Right, yeah. It just, it does a lot. It draws you cards. It gives you mana. It acts as a haymaker. It is a win condition. Uh, and just it that three I know six and seven mana those are very close three pips versus four pips is a huge difference much easier to cast this on turn two or three whereas Atraxa I felt there was no way I was getting out before turn four every yeah, game even like a jeweled lotus opener is not very great for exactly Atraxa. yeah um, but so I'm excited to play another historical deck um, a deck without I haven't played an Esper deck in a long time I haven't played like a, a non-red 
um, fast deck, not like fast, but like Thoracle deck, really, in so long. It feels yeah. like, so I'm excited to win some games without Underworld Breach and without Toxic. Yeah, Esper always feels like a slower blue farm right. to me like exactly. all of those builds just feel like a clunkier version 100%. of that to me rograx silas is just fast blue farm and tivet is just slow blue farm these are just like the two sides of blue farm um they're doing basically a similar thing of like blue black stuff just with a little bit of white for slower protection a little bit of red for extra speed uh blue farm gets both of those things in smaller amounts yeah exactly and that's the whole format <laughs> <laughs> the whole format yeah you could also play green cards i guess which i'm playing in my next two decks i took apart thrasios dargo uh or rather dargo with thrasios as i was calling it the deck is fucking awesome dargo is an incredibly broken card um the main reason i'm taking it apart is i just want to play najila honestly i'm just gonna be yeah. i'm just gonna be honest i want to play najila i feel like najila's got a couple new toys that i haven't gotten to play with najila so, yeah what direction are you going in with najila because i know there's like the no bad cards versions there's other ones that are like still more tempo we built around her i think i'm going no bad cards i think i'm playing ad nauseum yeah. i was gonna go uh birthing pod but my next choice of deck just told me to uh, i'm gonna do with birthing we'll, pod get, with there that we'll second, get there in a second yeah but yeah i just want to play good cards najila yeah my main issue with najila always was if i had card advantage in my hand i would win the game easily if i did not have card advantage it was much more difficult so i think i might lean towards more card advantage effects more archivist agma more ledger shredder whatever type of cards Theory masterminds like yeah. any of these creatures that will draw you cards i think yeah. if anything i'll lean a little bit more towards that direction sylvan library too i assume maybe yeah i've been cutting sylvan library lately but maybe i'll Especially bring it from back a for five this color one. deck it, it can be a tough to want to force in there but if you are looking for just yeah. sheer more Card advantage engines that might be it's a good still way to helpful, go. definitely. Yeah, um, yeah Thra but Thrasios Dargo, they're really that was the only reason I was taking it apart is just because I wanted a change. I really did like the deck; it was a rewarding deck. It got it was I think kind of tricky to play, but the more I played it, the better I got with it, which felt really great. Yeah, there's a lot of reward for being more invested in that deck. I definitely, would say. cards like Life's Legacy and Greater Good are just kind of like insane includes in a deck like that with Thrasios and the One Ring and Seedborn Muse. You just get a huge boost of extra card draw, which is nuts in that deck. Yeah, it just takes like things that are already good in that shell and turns them up like a, a huge notch then it allows some green cards to actually be good like greater good and yeah. like you say like you get some like playable cards um but that was like the unfortunate thing is like green has gotten so little recently i want to play green less and less and although i am switching to najila which is still a green deck yeah. najila's five colors it gets to play all the colors so again like, like orcish bowmaster has also made me like not super interested in like playing mana dorks either yeah so, like, that's even, true. like even like my five color lists now have like death right shaman maybe birds of paradise yeah and then like that's it i've been i've been cutting the avis and pilgrims and elvish mystic yeah. types i've been i've been leaving in noble hierarch and ignoble hierarch stuff that makes more than one color birds of paradise i still leave those in because i still think they're worth it yeah and then i've been playing more although i i always play death right shaman when i can but more um delighted halfling though two toughness on that one's actually also pretty relevant too. yeah definitely um and i've been cutting like bloom tender a little bit which isn't a card that I've i played cutting, a ton of i historically have really liked bloom tender especially in thrasios decks and like advantage decks where you can just your mana sink is your commander but i have recently been just afraid of playing it so much more yeah and i don't think we have to like really like alter our, our whole decks around orcish bowmaster it's not that omnipresent but it is something to think about i i've been i definitely have been thinking like i said i've been cutting alanoir elves here and yeah. there when i otherwise normally I, wouldn't if there's if there's more upside to like playing other cards right now i'd rather just play other cards than like let myself fall behind on board states constantly and i've also just been seeing more rats there's more toxic deluges there's more dams playing seeing a lot more play yeah, i've even yeah. seen blasphemous sacked a couple times like there's just more 
rasp the creatures have been getting really good recently yeah. everyone's kind of catching on and learn understanding we need to play more removal it's about time so it's kind of only natural so i'm leaning a little bit uh, more against them than i normally would but i'm still as you'll see my next deck i'm playing timna tana also so i still am playing some mana dorks nice so you're back on timna tana back on timna tana uh, i love blood pot always i took it apart because i wanted to play winota and then when i took winota apart i never put it back together i really de like the deck a lot it's it feels super comfortable for me i love that it can pick a window pretty easily Easily. It can win from three different cards right yeah. out of nowhere. It has a bunch of different ways to tutor for those cards. Um, it lacks blue, which is a bummer. I'm trying to... I, I really... After playing so much Mad Farm recently, I, like, I need to play more blue decks, which is why the first three were all blue decks. But I also have a spot in my home for Blood Farm... Blood Pod, which has recently gotten a couple includes also. I was so, going to say, what are what are the changes from this version yes. from your so last? We've been talking a whole bunch about Orcish Bowmaster, which it obviously gets is an yeah. awesome include in the Stacks deck. Uh, the new Linvala, the Orzhov. Drana and Lavana. Drana and Linvala is a great card because it does exactly what Linvala did, um, but it also allows you to activate your opponent's stuff, which yeah. is great. There's a couple other smaller includes that I can't think of right now. I think I'm playing um, the Black Deflecting Swat. Yeah, uh, um... What's the black deflecting swat? Imp's mischief. No. Dude, it's totally imp's mischief. No. Don't no, sorry. even give me that the commander fucking one. shit. The, the commander one. The com not the not the deflecting oh, swat in its ability. No. <laughs> Wait, the what? Deadly Rollick. Oh. Deadly Rollick. <laughs> I see. That's the direction you were going in. I'm also playing Deadly Rollick now oh. in my Blood Pod deck. I'm still right though. The black <laughs> deflecting right. SWAT is Imp's mischief. I guess what are the what are those cycles called? If you control your commander, free, they're free. If you control your commander, that's spells, way I call too them. long. What's your free idea? F I Y C Y C's. F Y I C Y C's. <laughs> that's no good either. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Um, the commander free ones, free, free if you cast your commander. That's why Rograk is good because of the IFC, YIFCs. That's not what it, what it is. I said it wrong. F, F, I, Y, C, Y, C. That's why Rograk is so good because of all of the, I, I can't even say it. That's why Rograk is so good because of all of the F, I, Y, C, Y, Cs. You got 50 perfect. black slick back hair wigs. 50 black slick back hair wigs. 50 black slick back hair wigs. <laughs> And those are my decks. See you in Vegas right now. Did you take anything? No, you only had three decks. So I you only had added three. a fourth to your added a fourth. Now. I want a full pod. I want the ability to, hey, I'm going to teach you how to play CDH. Here's four decks. Here's four decks. I want that option. Don't get overwhelmed or anything. Here's four decks. What Learn could go wrong? Right now. Yeah. That is awesome. Which one of these decks are you most excited about, do you think? Rogsai, honestly. Yeah, I just want to play what I think is like the strongest deck in the format. What makes you f pinpoint that as you thinking the strongest deck in the format right I now? I think it's just like the the zero. Although like Timnacrom like might be like a more powerful deck, I think like every deck has to be aware of Rogsai because it's like just like the fastest, most efficient. Yeah. So I'm excited to just get behind the wheels of that deck and... I love Grixis. I love Cast. So this is just fast Cast. It, it's certainly what I still think to be the best color combination to be in, um, with just the most powerful options available to you. I don't know if I would consider it the best deck in the format, but it's definitely in the top three. What, I think right what do you now think for is me. I'm always going to say that Blue Farm is the best deck in the format. It's the best partner options with the best draw in the command zone. And like we were talking about, it doesn't need to rely on its commander. So I think it is the 
color combination and commander pairing that's going to set you up for the most success. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I think the white is mainly free include to yeah. Grixis. So like, and Timna is just insane. And so is Krom. Uh, I definitely get that. I find there to be less downsides with blue farm than there are with Rograk Silas. Now this is also coming from someone who gets like very frustrated, like when a deck can't continue to keep winning. And like I played Rogsai for a little bit and then went, well now now everyone's attacking me too. It's not just like I got stopped, but I'm also still getting attacked. And I would I would just put me in situations where I'm like, I don't want to be doing this. I don't know why I'm discouraging you on your deck there because <laughs> i think you're gonna like it a lot more than i liked it no yeah i i definitely understand that i just like i love playing fast aggro all in yeah. decks like i just i love that style anyway i don't mind losing on turn two and sitting and watching the table for the rest of the pod yeah, I, don't, that's, I don't mind that at all you are that's um, super okay with right you. like as long yeah. as i win enough games with the deck which is what i think rockside will do is like oh, it'll yeah. it'll win a good chunk of games the games that it doesn't win is just not gonna do anything i'm cool with that no, I, i'll definitely be that. very scared of you while you're yeah. playing that deck can't wait yeah nice that's really exciting Cool. Well, that sounds great. Well, if you see us in Vegas, uh, those are the decks that Dylan's going to be playing. Come say what's up. And no one's going to know the decks that I'm bringing to Vegas. Oh, right, because we don't want to give anything away. You want you don't want to be targeted. Yes, I'm. I'm going to spike Vegas. You're going to spike all the casual the friend zone in games. Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm spiking all the, the games zone that for no there's nothing prizes. on the line. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Spike the shit out of them. Thank you so much for watching or listening. If you'd like to check us out directly, if you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon like our $100 patrons. Zachary Nelson, she doesn't even go here. Joey Aarons, SoCal Acura, Stormageddon, Cool Bean Man, Luke Cook, AJ Albosebi, Demon of Rosgrees, Kawaja A. Hamid, Lauren Connell, and Baby Jeebus. If you want to pick up any of our merch, you can do that at playtowinmtg.com. Big shout out to Dragon Shield. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Make sure you check out our affiliate link down below to help support us check us out on twitter tiktok and instagram for more content and don't forget about the new play to win jack and jill logo shirts available at the bonfire link down below too thank you so much for watching see you next time or listening bye says on mtg dalton poti katanas lutri's dad dashes justin man solo pedro jacob dex michael baloo john wild fang thomas bueno swampy mcgee david nelson and doormat We'll wing it. I can't fucking it. see anything now. You're staring to the lights. Yeah. We'll do it live. Oh, it's already recording. Don't oh, press it down. Oh, it is? Down. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. That would be, that would be bad. Can you Whoa. Imagine? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Click. That would have been funny. All right. And let's get started. Podcast ends. Lift up your hat just a little bit. Just a little just, bit? There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Leave that there. Leave that there so I can yeah, see. Yeah. Make it. sure that you can see. Yeah. Okay. It was a little, you look like a helmet kid for a second. Do we want to start over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't accomplished anything. We've been rolling for almost four minutes almost now. Almost four minutes. Although a lot of that was me still sitting down. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.